1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today.
0: Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary
1: Everybody, Welcome to a new episode of Undying Light. I am your host Alex and I am back at it with you again with another new episode. We just keep cranking them out uh, every single week and I you know I, I got a full plate. I'll be honest being a pastor uh, at a small church does eat up a lot of time during the day and being a new father eats up a lot of time during the day and so there's a ton of stuff going on right now uh, on my plate that is just keeping me incredibly busy but I am still finding time to crank out these new episodes and still finding a way to ensure that my content stays fresh and you guys stay satisfied as listeners Uh, as is if you haven't heard the news, my wife had a baby boy last week. I had mentioned on last Friday's episode that I'd be in the hospital, um, and I forgot to actually load it into the system. So it didn't de- debut until like, um, <laughs> till like the middle of the afternoon. But I tried to uh, get it out as quick as possible when we got home. We got home Friday, and everything was really, really good. Um, so far, and so I'm very blessed. God is is way too good to me, and so we have a healthy baby boy. He's uh, actually upstairs right now, uh, hanging out with my wife. He's a little over a week old. He was born last Wednesday, and uh, big sister is happy to have a little brother in the house. And so we have a busy household, and you know everything is moving along as as well as it can be. And they're just that. Just means there's a ton of stuff going on, on my in my day. Uh, I'm in seminary a couple days a week, and doctor's appointments and uh, things going on with the church. It requires a lot of attention, and so um, you know I'm constantly pushing uh, to get stuff done and uh, get um, get everything kind of laid out in terms of, you know, what my ministry and all that entails. And, you know, like I said, produce content. And I think that, you know, it's exceptionally important that I kind of keep to my schedule and uh, continue to, to produce content because that is what we signed up for. When I originally, um, you know, had taken over on Dying Light, I had uh, kind of, you know holstered that um uh, burden if you would of producing weekly content and we haven't missed a Friday since we've produced content every single week and we will continue to do so so it is just a matter of you know working through some of the difficulties and complications of life and you know for the patrons I'm I apologize this week you didn't get the episode ahead of time uh normally if you are a patron you get it a week early um, or, you know, about four or five days early. But most of the time, uh, the patrons aren't generally in, and I've asked them, they, they, some of them like it early, but most of them will listen to it on release day. Most of them enjoy the other content that we produce. And that in ta- that includes commentaries, um, Bible studies, just the general chats that are available to them. I mean, all of these things, right? That people can become a part of, and you know, as I've looked at many different types of patronage out there, whether they're Christian or not, everybody utilizes those tiers. You know, for a dollar you get a big thank you. For five dollars you get a thank you, and you know this and that, and you know, I, I'm when I started to evaluate that. I realized I can't sell the gospel, and I've mentioned this before. I can't sell the gospel, but I can sell you my time. And if you find that my time is valuable, a dollar a month or more, some people give more, but for as low as a dollar, you can jump in and contribute to this ministry and become a part of it, and you would be a true blessing. And it truly, like I said, goes a long way to helping us support the show and continue to produce content because it's Mainly, you know, my patrons are the biggest reason I do the show. And, you know, and then for all of you extra listeners, you know, I want you to continue to have good, sound, biblical content being poured into your ears. There's not a lot of us out here in this, you know, media and producing content that is sound. A lot of it is fluffy. If you go and look at the top podcasts in Christian uh, in the Christian circle on, like, iTunes... You probably will be pretty hard-fetched to find a sound biblical podcast. Most of them are going to be like your Joel Olstein or or Joyce Meyer or whatever, you know, cup of tea is popular that week. You will not find, you know, many uh, sound biblical podcasts out there. And there's great ones out there that produce, you know, old sermons. You know, uh, Errant does the R.C. Sproul sermons and stuff like that, and they've got great teaching uh, positions and those are wonderful. I love Lignier, and uh, there's some really good uh, other podcasts out there. You know, maybe I'll do a, a segment sometime and just kind of shout out my best shows um, at uh, some point in the future. But I know, um, I know that from you know my perspective, I have some smaller shows that I absolutely love and support, and that's uh, Chris from Ezra Reads a Law. And Thomas from Redeemed Meditations. If you haven't listened to either one of those shows, go and do so. It will be well worth your time. I've been on both. They've both been on my show. I absolutely love them. As well as those guys over in New York known as the Bible Dingers. They are another great group of guys. I love being on their show. I was just on their YouTube channel the other day. And I love having them on my show. They are a great group of individuals. So go show them some love and support too. So today, guys, it's going to be a bit shorter of an episode just due to time constraints. Uh, And we will um, try to get through as much content as we can. But I'm thinking we're going to probably cap her around 30 minutes just because of all the things that are on my plate this week next week we'll go back to that 45 minute mark but uh you know and 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 if you guys like the shorter shows then by all means let me know i mean that's something that i've always kind of played with is it better to have uh shorter segments you know 30 minutes long and do an extra five or 10 shows or do you want 45 minute shows and do you know do less shows in the content because i can cover more ground in that time um so let me know and uh you know, that way I can figure out how to stack my time and my days up. So without further ado, let's get into the content. We are in Chapter 4 of the Song of Solomon. We are going through this series called The Least of These, and it is a uh, series on content that you will not hear preached from in a pulpit. And most of the time, you have probably have never read some of these passages. Uh, and uh, so I figured some of the stuff that you don't often hear about or talk about is Going to be beneficial to your ears. We've talked about uh, the the in depthness so far, of the Song of Solomon, and and you know the importance of it in the modern church. And uh, I want to ensure you know the readers and listeners that this is a book that's not uh, as graphic in nature as a lot of extra biblical commentary people try to make it. So. If we come across a particular um, passage, which, by the way, by the way, verse five in chapter four has a little bit of some of that extra language in it, we will cover it as needed. Now, we will probably gloss over it because it looks like I don't really have much of my notes that actually deal with that particular verse. Um, but uh, we'll, you know probably just move past it in reading so again song of solomon not for everybody but it's a good book to read and i advise you to spend some time just reading it and maybe get a good study bible and study along with it just to pull some of the meat material out of what is actually happening here so in verse one let's start our our reading here Solomon admires his bride's beauty. This is what he writes. Behold, you are beautiful, my love. Behold, you are beautiful. Your eyes are doves behind your veil. Your hair is like a flock of goats leaping down the slice of uh, Gilad. Now, (laughs) I don't know if you're going to go and win many people over, guys, if you're going to go out and write a poem to your woman and say your eyes are doves or doves. Doves uh, behind your veil. Okay, not a big deal. But your hair is like a flock of goats. I don't know if you're going to win many people over with that, but we're going to look into this a little bit more here. Uh, He continues, your teeth are like a flock of shorn ewes that have come up from the washing, all of which bear twins and not one among them. Has lost its young. Your lips are like a scarlet thread, and your mouth is lovely. Your cheeks are like halves of pomegranate behind your veil. Your neck is like the Tower of David, built on the rose of stone. On it hang a thousand shields, all of them shields of warriors. Your two breasts are like two fawns, twins of a gazelle that graze among the lilies. All right, let's stop here at verse five. If you can't tell the progression that Solomon is making here, he's moving from the top of her head down. Now we are at her chest at the end of verse five. And so he's describing to us his infatuation with her beauty. So we start with the doves here. It's the... Describing his bride's eyes, which she hides behind her wedding veil. Uh, Gilad is this hilly region north of Jerusalem where Jacob made the covenant with uh, Lebeon in Genesis 31. Uh, verse 2, this washing is newly shorn sheep, smooth from shearing. And then wet from washing makes an apt comparison to glistening wet teeth in her mouth the bear twins, the smile suggests that the Shulamites teeth are well matched and symmetrical. Interestingly enough, you probably wouldn't get too much of that elsewhere. Um, in terms of, uh, the, uh, teeth being that good. This is what Luther writes on verse two here. As you know, one commands whiteness and teeth, Darkness in eyes, just as the image of the hair displays the agreement of the the teachers among themselves. So also we see that teeth are arranged in order to give each other help as it were. But the function of teeth is to bite. It is required of a teacher that he should be powerful in arguing and convincing. However, this should be carried out in such a way that the teeth nevertheless remain white. That is, it should be done without uh acrimony without bitterness and hatred with with, without as seeking correction not revenge this kingdom he says has teachers like this and so luther is comparing the analogy of the teeth to uh, sound biblical teachers again as i mentioned earlier in the show um, in this particular series luther has some interesting perspectives that he's actually cultivating out of this he's not just exegeting the verses and just saying okay this is what you know solomon is writing about but he's actually looking at it and digging into the depths of scripture and saying you know what what do these compare to how are these to be reflective of images that are truly displayed from a biblical Christian worldview, and so he's using the teeth here as an analogy for sound teachers, and re, you know showing how they are required to be strong and brilliant, yet not full of bitterness and hatred. You know he doesn't need the teeth to rot out and decay, and so just a you know a piece of analogy. Not every. You know, preacher is going to look at this particular passage and cultivate that out. But it's something interesting to look at and just sit and resonate on and say, yeah, you know, that's a very different perspective. I've never really heard of it used that way. Uh, verse three, the scarlet thread, the crimson in color and vividly eye-catching, the pomegranate the red rich fruit uh, with the description of the rosy-cheeked bride. The Tower of David in verse 4, probably a tower in Jerusalem built by David to fortify his defenses. Uh, the shields are polished for decoration, perhaps indicating a necklace the Shulamite wears. Uh, obviously, verse 5 is pretty self-describing, <laughs> you know, uh, how he's kind of fawning over uh, his bride's chest. Verse six: Until the day breathes and the shadows flee, I will go away to the mountain of mirror, and to the hill of frankincense. You are altogether beautiful, my love. There is no flaw in you. Come with me from Lebion, my bride. Come with me from Lebion. Depart from the peak, from the peak of uh, Amon, Amana, and from the peak of Sinar and Hermon, from the dens of lions, from the mountains of leopards. That ends verse 8. So uh, the day breeze, uh, we talked a little bit about this uh, back when we went over chapter 2, indicating that the early morning breezes stirred by the warming of the earth is the rising of the sun or the cooling of the breezes at dusk. The myrrh and frankincense uh, allude to the Shulamites' breasts. Um, this is especially following verse 5. Uh, jumping down to verse 8, um, obviously verse 7 is pretty self-explanatory. Verse 8, Lebion, the mountainous region to the north, is known for cedars and junipers, which Solomon imported for building the temple and his palace. The Shulamites' family may have been uh, from a town here near Lebion, but still in Israel, Solomon may have escorted his bride to the lofty ranges of Lebanon to show her his kingdom. This Amana, the Anti-Lebanon range north of Israel, the Sinar and Hermon; these are possible synonyms for Mount Hermon, the tallest Peak in the Anti-Lebanon mountain range, and the dens of mountain or the dens of lions and the mountains of leopards and the company of her bridegroom. The Shulamite will be safe. Even amidst such wild creatures as lions and leopards, which may also refer to the people in the region, Solomon calls his bride out of association with them. And we actually see a reference here to Revelation eighteen four, 4, uh, where uh, John is writing. Then I heard from a voice from heaven saying, come out of her, my people. Least you take part in her sins. Least you share in her plagues. Uh, God is giving the warning there in Revelation. We talked about that a few weeks ago as we finished up the book of Revelation. And that is the calling out of the Christians out of the sinful nature in the sinful world. And so Solomon hears calling out his bride from her people. Let us continue. Verse 9 and you have captivated my heart my sister my bride you have captivated my heart with one glance of your eyes with one jewel of your necklace how beautiful is your love my sister my bride how much better is your love than wine and the fragrance of your oils than any spice your lips drip nectar my bride honey and milk are under your tongue and the fragrance of your garments is like the fragrance of Lebion a garden locked is my sister my bride a spring locked a fountain sealed your shoots are an orchard of pomegranate's with all the choicest fruits hena and nard nard and saffron cal- calamus and cinnamon with all of the trees of frankincense myrrh and aloes with all the choice spices a garden fountain a well of living water and the flowing streams from Lebanon, Awake, O north wind, and come, O south wind, blow upon my garden, let its spices flow. Uh, And then she writes here that together in the garden of love, let my beloved come to his garden and eat its choicest fruits. All right, so some interesting stuff happening here. Let's dig into uh, verse nine and closing out chapter four. Uh this sister implies the intimacy of the bride and her husband as though they were of one blood and one flesh. This is a referencing to Genesis 2 24 and Ephesians 5 31. Now, interesting note, um, a new series I'm preaching on at my church. I am going to go over uh I've titled it bible stories but the series is basically going to encompass all of the sunday school stories we learned as kids and so i thought it would be really creative and unique to go back into some of these stories and really preach on them because many people just don't hear about them too often in the church and so uh this particular sunday we are starting the series that uh The 26th will be week one, and we are going to start in Genesis one. And so we're going to do Genesis one this week. Next week, we're doing Genesis two, which will actually encompass this um, husband, you know, Adam and Eve becoming one flesh. And then we will do Genesis three, the fall. In a couple weeks. And then we're going to look at like Noah, and then we're going to go to Abraham. We're going to spend a couple weeks talking about Abraham, and then we're going to move on. Uh, We're going to hit some of the highlights in Genesis, and then we're going to get into Moses and Exodus. We're going to spend probably a few weeks there and go on. So I have... A very long um, sermon series, but it's going to encompass many different stories along the way. And so if you are interested in following that, you can check us out, Stratford Evangelical Lutheran. We're on Facebook. Send us a friend request and uh, or send us a message on Facebook. We're on YouTube. You can watch us there as well, Stratford EV, EV Lutheran. And you can uh, catch our services Streamed 10 a.m. Central every Sunday morning. So, and if you have any questions, DM me on Facebook or Instagram and I will, excuse me, and I will uh, get you the links that are appropriate for your needs. Um, But I really want to encompass that this podcast is going to be bridging into uh, part of the ministry that I do at church. And so uh, I really want to stress that if you follow this show, come hear me preach. By all means, I would love for you to come and listen to my sermons. You don't have to tune in for the whole service. You can even come after the streaming happens, jump to the sermon minute mark, and then watch the sermon and be done with it. That would be fine by my means. But I would love if you would just come and listen to the sermons because I'm really excited for this series. All right, verse 11. Drips nectar, my bride, honey, milk, and uh, honey and milk are under your tongue. May refer to the sweetness of the Shulamite's breath, her speech, or to the pleasure derived from her kiss. The garden locked, a garden or a spring locked, a fountain sealed. Vivid descriptions. Now, here we go. If you couldn't pick up the analogies by just reading it based upon what. Is happening as I mentioned, he's starting at the top of her head and describing downward. If you haven't picked up on the images, make sure you have no small ears around again, whatever you feel is appropriate for young people. I would not let my kids listen to, to you know some of this stuff just because they're young and the maturity level is just not there yet. So, I really advise you if you need to pause the show pause it come back later because the garden locked the spring locked a fountain sealed is a very vivid description of something and if you can't pick that up yet i have given you enough time to pause the show and come back when you are by yourself or with you know mature ears but this description is of her pre premarital virginity and chastity right it's just the way they spoke or the way Solomon spoke in these words. And so, you know, you just have to take it as it is. He is describing her virginity and the chastity as a garden locked. She has not been with any other man. She has not laid with any man. She is not fornicated or any of that. She is, um, a virgin ready for marriage. And he is, he is relishing that truth that was you know in in this particular time period, and really you know all through Genesis we see examples of it, and all through the scripture we see examples of it that women and men were you know were, were saved for marriage you know they did not have uh sex outside of marriage in today's climate it it is it is rare for people to have saved themselves for marriage. And so this is something, you know, especially that I really want to instill in my kids is the importance of sex inside of a marriage that has been blessed by God and how sex inside of that blessed marriage can be enjoying your enjoyable. And with that, as I mentioned Solomon is describing vividly here, but he's not coming out and explicitly saying he's given us analogies and he's doing quite a job with it. A garden locked, a spring locked, a fountain sealed. Your shoots are an orchard of pomegranates. So he's given us the descriptions here and, and, and it pays us attention. If we go back to what we started with in chapter four, as he's describing his, his love for his bride from the top of her head down to her feet and everything in between. Uh, Luther says this on the description is indicative of the church being sealed and set apart from all others by God's gifts of the word, this baptism and sacrament of the altar. Now, I'm going to read here. I got Luther's notes. I'm going to read this really quick uh, because I think it helps to for us to pay attention here. Verse 11, uh, your lips are dripping honeycomb. Thus far, he has been giving thanks and proclaiming an outstanding gift that God has instituted government and priesthood among his people. Now he adds that God not only has instituted these things, but has made them prosper so that the effectiveness of, of fruit for his arrangement uh, permanent through the whole people, the honeycomb is a people that uh, has the ministry of the word. That is the dialogue and mutual consolation, and the dripping honeycomb that is the spread of it in all directions. The sweetness and purity of doctrine uh, pervade the entire people. Milk; uh, those who are sick are fed with milk, and those uh, this also functions of the word. For God does not cast them away, uh, cast away the infirm. And so again, Luther's using a deeper view of this text and he's not necessarily just giving us a you know like to-like comparison of Solomon describing his bride, but he's saying Solomon is also giving us additional analogies here for how God has cultivated his kingdom, his government, his people, his church, his word and this is exactly the same love relationship that Jesus Christ has with his people as Solomon has with his bride and that's you know that that equivalent has is painted, you know, in, in many different denominations. That this particular book shares those comparisons, and so uh, let's continue here in thirteen and fifteen. Uh, these are a list of Near Eastern spices, uh, demonstrating the Shulamite's lavish virtues. Verse thirteen: the shoots, this expansion of the metaphor of the Solomon. Solomon bride is a garden. Uh, Similarly, scripture often describes God's people as a vineyard, uh, as Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter 20 and John 15. Uh, The calamus, this spice, reed, an uh, Aramic plant, the cinnamon included with the calamus and myrrh, and the ingredients for anointing oil and used for consecrating the tabernacle going all the way back to Exodus 30. Frankincense is spe- uh, specified for use in the tabernacle. Again, Exodus 30. Grain offerings from Leviticus 2 and the bread of the presence from Leviticus 24. Allos, uh associated with the description of the king's robes in Psalm 45. Um And then obviously verse 15, the living waters, this is a flowing and not stagnant water. And so we could essentially sum up chapter four with this, like Solomon calling the Shulamite, our Lord calls us to come out of the wilderness and to reside in communion with him. He calls us holy, beautiful, stainless, and pure. He calls us forgiven in his gospel. As I've made mention there are many views where this text is has two functions. It is the function of Solomon and his bride and the function of Jesus Christ and his church. Solomon is an analogy for Jesus, the bride is an analogy for the Shulamite. And so we both and so both views fit well into this text and we can read both of those as we continue moving through the remaining few chapters in this book. So guys, again, um I'm going to cut the episode shorter this week. We went through all of chapter four next week. We'll, uh, we'll breeze through chapter five, um, 16 verses. If we've got time, we can get through chapter six and then we'll do seven and eight together. So we'll try to wrap uh, the song of Solomon up in the next two weeks. But because of all the things going on in my day, I needed to make a shorter episode this week, but I still wanted to produce content and get it out into your ears. So guys, again, if you want to come join us on Patreon, we are patreoncom forward slash undying light. And you can join us for as little as a dollar a month, throw it on a credit card, forget about it and come have some fun with us. We are active in our chat on discord and Instagram, and we are constantly dropping new material A lot of it is exclusive for patrons only. This Bible study, we're going through the book of Hosea, and we just started. So if you join us, you can get access to all previous studies. That includes Hosea and the Gospel of Mark that we went through in the last year and a half, and all previous posts, which I have a ton of them, actually. Um, I'm curious. I'm going to actually look and see if I can get you a number, how many times I've posted to patrons since we've uh, set up here. I think I have to go to like my, um, my front page here. Um, let me see three posts, one page, that doesn't tell me much. Hey, you know what? It doesn't, (laughs) there's a lot. I would venture to say there's hundreds of posts and there's, um, there's a ton of stuff. I give you my sermon notes. I give you the Bible study We're, I'm trying to do a commentary as I can in terms of, um, getting the, uh, the material written, but it's been slow going since, uh, the, towards the end of my wife's pregnancy and the birth of my son. So those have been slightly delayed, but they're still there. So by all means, come join us and as soon as we hit 75 patrons i'm doing a giveaway we're going to give a commentary away to patrons um i've given away bibles premium bible books and all sorts of different stuff for them and uh they've really loved and enjoyed that stuff so by all means come join us if you have questions dm me i'll be more than happy to answer otherwise guys i will see you next week as we will continue our trudge through the song of solomon until next week god bless have a great weekend